0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some different ways to think about marketing. Joining us is Matt Edmondson, who is the CEO of Orion Digital, which is a company that offers coaching and consulting for e-commerce businesses. Matt also owns Curious Digital, an experience-based e-commerce platform, and is also the host of the e-commerce podcast. Yesterday, Matt and I talked about his philosophy of toilet seat marketing. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about customer centricity in marketing all right, here's the second part of my conversation with Matt Edmondson, the CEO of Orion Digital. Matt, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having me again.
1: Yeah, excited to have you back on the show. You know, yesterday we talked about toilet seat marketing, which I had all wrong. I thought toilet seat marketing was putting together marketing that's thumb stopping. You know, you're sitting on the john, you're scrolling through, and and your idea of toilet seat marketing is the idea of putting yourself in the customer's shoes and understanding what their perspective looks like So you can basically optimize for the right thing. And to me, the center of that is building your marketing and your product development around customer centricity. Talk to me about what you think customer centricity is and how is that different than toilet seat marketing?
2: In a lot of sense, they stem from the same idea. If you draw on a piece of paper a triangle and in one corner you have price and in another corner you have service, And in another corner, you have quality. So you've got the three corners of your triangle, right? Price, service, and quality. You can choose two things to excel at in a business, I think. It's very complex to try and be all three. In other words, you can get a quality product and offer great customer service, but the chances are very strong you're not going to be able to do that at a very cheap price and make a profit. Or you can have a quality product, offer it at a low price, but then your customer service is going to falter.
1: I've heard cheap, fast, and good. You get to pick two, no matter what it is, whether it's designing a website, marketing a product, everything. That's what the world is. You want cheap, fast, and good. You could basically pick two at a time.
2: Yeah, it's the same principle, same idea. And I remember very clearly in 2012, um, beauty business, we made a massive change. We had quality products that we offered at a discounted price, and that's how we grew quickly. And we made a real significant change in our business model in 2012. And I remember drawing that triangle out And we decided very intentionally to become a business that focused on quality products and high customer service, which inevitably meant our prices went up. So the net result of that, the first year our sales dipped for the first time in six years, our sales went down. And I thought I'd made a colossal mistake because we just lost people because we were no longer operating on this massive price discount model. But it was the following year that I noticed Within the 12, 24-month period, our sales had increased by 25% and our customer retention had gone up massively. And the amount of people that did repeat purchase on our website was way above the industry norm. And it's because we focused on customer service. And customer service then became one of our key marketing activities. This was back in 2012 before you had influencer marketing, really before you had affiliate marketing. But our customers were shouting about us and they were telling the world about us. But the thing about it was when we focused on customer service as a key marketing activity, the main benefit for us, like I said, was the repeat purchase rate just went so much higher. There's a match
1: between understanding who you are as a business and understanding what the customers that you're targeting are. And you know, there's a couple of different components. We've all heard customer segmentation, building personas. you know And as a marketing consultant, I did this for a couple of years where I would do a brand development study. A fancy way to say, I'm going to charge you $25,000. <laughs>
2: yeah, people still sell those.
1: I do. I mean, not really anymore. Now I'm selling other products related to sponsorships. But if somebody came in and said, I want you to do a brand development study, this is what I would charge them. Mm. Give me $25,000 upfront cash. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to interview 10 internal stakeholders to understand who your company is. Who are the most important people in the organization? I'm going to ask them who you are, who your customers are, what are your products? Why do your customers need your products? What are their pain points? How do you describe your company? And basically you take those 10 different answers, which inherently are all different, and you distill them down into one universally true answer. All the sort of Well, we're an A, B, C, and D, and then somebody else will say, well, we're a B, C, D, and E. All right. Well, B, C, and D is really what your company is, right? That's how you're describing yourself. The fundamental truth about your company. That's what your company thinks it is. Then you go talk to the customers and you say, well, what are you looking for? Why do you look for these types of products? Where do you go to figure out and do your research? And why did you make the decision that you did to buy this product? What are your pain points? And you figure out what the overlap between what your customers are saying and what your company is. And that to me is the definition of your brand, the overlap between what you do and what your customers are looking for and the reason why they pick you. And when you understand that sort of overlap between the two constituents, who you are and who your customers are, then you can start to modify your products, services, marketing programs around what you actually want to and can do and who actually is interested. in. And often that means that you have to market to different people. A little bit of this is what you're talking about, which is, hey, we picked high quality, great service, but also high price. So we picked out of the fast, cheap, and good We picked fast and good and not cheap. And some people are going to want that and some people aren't. Some people are just looking for cheap and fast. So when you're going through the process of understanding who your customers are and how to sort of build around your customers, you know, how much do you find yourself modifying your company? How much do you find yourself modifying who your customer targets are to make sure that there is that overlap and match that I talked about in the brand study?
2: I think a lot of it comes down to, for me, it was understanding our company values. What are the values that we hold as a company? Because when we could define that, we could find customers who match those brand values that we had. So that became an awful lot easier to go and find them. I think in some respects, I remember the sort of the cold sweats and like staying up at night going, sales are falling. I wonder if I've made the wrong decision. And having the belief, I think, to carry it through and to stick with it, that you're on the right track. Well, that takes quite a bit of courage because I think when you're doing these things, when you're making these changes, when you're figuring out who you are, when you're understanding your values, where you're figuring out the overlap between you, the stakeholders and your customers, like you say, there is this movement and there is this tweaking. And that's quite unsettling for a lot of people. And I think you've got to be quite determined to sort of go through it and not just go, hang on a minute, something's not right. Let's go back to default and sort of head back to where you were. I think the earlier you can do this in your company life, the easier it becomes later on. We're working with a brand at the moment. I'm involved with a company that we're going through some of these changes now, which are actually quite easy to do because we made good choices right at the start of that business. So tweaking it and changing direction slightly is not a scary thing. It's actually an exciting thing because it ties in with our brand values. It ties in with who we are. We know the customers are going to get it. I mean, the customers are getting excited about it. So when you make those kind of changes... They just feel right because the foundations are good and strong.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. I think the moral of the story here is that you want to find that overlap between who you are, your company values, and who your customers are. And often you either have to pivot how your company describes itself and make sure you adjust your values to match the target market you really want to reach, or you have to adjust who you're targeting and think about different customers. When you go from a bargain basement product to something that is quality and service-based and you have to charge more, you're going to have to find different customers and that changes your marketing strategies. As your customer centricity, your focus on who the customer is and finding out how your brand matches against what they're looking for changes, how do you think about adjusting your marketing strategies to make sure that you're reaching the right customers for the products and services you're selling?
2: Again, that's a bit trial and error, isn't it? It's kind of like the fundamental question you've got to ask yourself is where do my customers hang out? So If the customers that I am trying to attract, if the markets that I'm wanting to go into, because they fit better with our new direction, our new brand. So I'm looking for a female audience who is willing to pay a higher price because they want better customer service. What is it they're looking for? Where do they hang out? Are they on Instagram? More than likely. Are they on Snapchat? Very unlikely. So we can start to make some kind of decisions. When we start to narrow down who our customer is going to be, we can figure out where they hang out and then we can start to put our marketing activities in those places. And for us, that worked super, super well. I mean, one of the things that we did when we launched our own skincare brands, we thought we'd be a bit rogue and try and launch a skincare brand without actually spending that much money on marketing. So what we did was the guys that worked in customer service, when customer service was quiet, we had them all on Twitter. I mean, this is going back a few years ago now, but on Twitter, whenever someone typed in a comment, people put the strangest things on social media. So we when and found that data, I have dry skin or my skin's feeling a bit dry today. And so the customer service person would then tweet that person back and just go, Hey, listen, sorry to hear about your skin. Think I've got a product that's going to help you. Can I send you some samples free of charge? Just head on over to here, use this code and I'll make sure you get it. And just give me your feedback. And that's how we grew that brand. We knew where the customers were hanging out. They were hanging out on Twitter and they were telling the world that their skin was bad. So we thought these would be great guys to send products to because as long as we believed in our product, these people would be the same people that would go on Twitter two weeks later and go, my skin's no longer dry. This product's amazing. You should definitely try it out.
1: It's funny. I use the same strategy. You're talking about healthcare for helping people find guitar lessons. I, I mentioned yesterday, my first startup was strumschool.com, a guitar lesson marketplace. And we were on Twitter. Again, this is like a decade ago at this point. And our keywords were how to guitar. <laughs> Anybody that is writing yep. how to guitar is often writing, I want to learn how to play guitar. Yeah, And so we would go through, you know, those keywords. And it's not even understanding the channels. Yes, it happened to be Twitter that we were looking at, but you could do the same thing on Facebook, mm-hmm. TikTok. I don't know if you could do it on TikTok. I'm too old for that. But (laughs) anybody that's typing in how to guitar in any given channel is probably looking to learn how to play guitar, how to play this song on guitar. Anybody that's writing dry skin problem is probably having a problem with dry skin. Understanding the customer pain points is really a big part of the problem. And, And that's really what customer centricity is all about. Thinking about who your customer is and matching that with what your company is really trying to accomplish. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Matt Edmondson, the CEO of Orion Digital. In part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Matt and I are going to talk about scaling operations and company culture. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Matt, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Matt Edmondson, that's M-A-T-T-E-D-M-U-N-D-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is oriondigital.com, and I'll spell that as well, A-U-R-I-O-N digital.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show.